Bretto. Yes, Marcus. I don't want to hear this. What don't you want to hear? I don't want to hear someone come up to me on Monday and say, I had no idea about the Wellness Base Camp. Oh, I hate it when that happens. It's all been all over Facebook, Instagram, emails, podcasts. If you are listening right now and you've been under a rock or you've been flat out busy and you just haven't got to booking your tickets, don't get to Monday and send us an email saying you forgot. I was going to book a ticket. I was going to, I was going to, I was going to school holidays and then the kids went back to school and then I went back to work and blah, blah, blah. Don't let it happen. Thewellnessbasecamp.com. 50 bucks off your ticket, a few seats left, don't muck around. You've got Cindy O'Meara, Karen Smith, Kim Morrison, Joe Witten, Audra Starkey, Jules Galloway, Brett Hill. Oh, I wouldn't miss it for the world, Marcus. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so informative. There's amazing exhibitors there. The venue, I'm told reliably by Marcus Pierce, is incredible. There's just no reason not to be there. It's the most beautiful venue we've ever had. The Wellness Base Camp proudly brought to you by Zars and Alkaline Water. And we, as you said, we've got some wonderful exhibitors. So don't muck around. Don't be that person or people that says, I forgot. Head to thewellnessbasecamp.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favorite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill, and this week I'm joined by Tegan Cork and Laura Stamper. Now, these girls come from a great little company that I've just discovered called Journey Outdoors in Nature, which just sounds right up my alley. I'm really excited to have a chat to the girls about what they're doing and why they're doing it, and all of the details about how their adventures are more than just physical adventures, but health adventures as well. So, welcome to the show, Tegan and Laura. Hello. Hello. Thanks for coming on board. And I understand the third member of your party, Django, is there as well, but he's probably less likely to talk to us. Oh, yeah. He's never far away and he only usually talks a lot when it's um, breakfast time. (laughs) (laughs) So, Django is your adventure dog, just for those listening and wondering what I am talking about. Um, But, uh, yeah, he won't be joining us too much for the conversation today, hopefully. Um, But, Tegan, tell us a little bit about Journey Outdoors in Nature, and and I guess particularly tell us to start with about yourself. Uh, How did you um, get so passionate about getting out into nature? Uh, It probably happened about five years ago. I was lucky enough to meet Laura, who already had this amazing passion for the outdoors, being in the outdoor educational industry, and I would just follow her around. What are you doing? Where are you going? Because I was never a camping person myself, (laughs) and um, I followed her around for long enough and then picked up enough stuff and found things that I loved that complemented what she loved as well, Um, and then... Journey Outdoors in Nature, we like to call it JOIN for short because we know it's a bit of a mouthful. Uh, It created one day when we'd been in the industry for long enough and it was like, you know what, if we could create anything that we wanted to and have a lifestyle that we loved and, you know, made every day amazing, what would it look like? And this is how Journey Outdoors in Nature came about. Nice. So, Laura, you'd obviously been in the industry even longer than Tegan. So, what was it that drove you to decide that you wanted to get out into the outdoors? I was brought up a bit of a wild child, hardly ever wearing (laughs) shoes or inside really. Um, So I'm very grateful to my parents for that. And um, yeah, just 
really embraced the outdoors from before I could walk and it formed uh, most of the beautiful memories I have of my childhood and my adult life. Um, and it was always a place where I felt at home and comfortable being myself. And I guess one pivotal moment was a trip. Both my parents are South African and we went back there when I was about 12 and did a paddling trip for five or six days and I absolutely loved it. And I said, when I finish school, I'm going to come back and do this. And so I did. When I finished school, I'd saved up and I went back to Africa and worked as a whitewater guide. In the meantime, my VCE or Year 12 results um, went through and I got into physio. And so I was coming back home to Australia to study physio and as I was about to start, I thought, hold on a minute, I don't want to sit inside a room for the rest of my life poking people's injuries. I want to go outside and um, not help them make injuries, but um, definitely, yeah, help them explore and um, get the most out of their bodies in that way. Um, not that physios aren't a valuable profession. It just wasn't something for me. Um, I wanted to be outside of four walls, exploring, experiencing new things. And, yeah, journey outdoors in nature is definitely one avenue of how I do that now. And we're just trying to bridge the gap, really, for people who don't know how to and haven't been shown how to yet. We want to make it easy and enjoyable for them because we know it does take a lot of equipment and time and knowledge and, you know, but we don't want that to be a barrier. Yeah, and it's definitely something we've spoken about on some recent episodes on that Paleo Show is just that disconnection, I guess, between people and nature. And, you know, we do live in such a modern world where it is entirely possible to, um, you know, not have much of a clue at all about how to uh, get out into nature and how to explore in nature and, and particularly survive in nature. So, um, you know, there, there is a real disconnect, I think, often between people and the outdoors. So, um, was that kind of Tegan, part of what you wanted to do with these experiences is help people, I guess, reconnect with nature and perhaps reconnect with themselves at the same time? Oh, absolutely. Um, I And that's probably more me because I guess I went, I got to the point where we were inside all the time and things just weren't making me happy, you know, and then you start to get all this anxiety and depression. And I just found that when I was outside with these guys, there was no, there was no place for that. You know, you were too busy enjoying the fresh air or enjoying the salty water. And I just knew that you can see it everywhere, people just falling into those holes a little bit and because they just don't know any better because it's just what's being fed to us on tv and through society a lot and we just wanted to be like hey guys there's another option and it's really fun look how happy we are you could do this too um and but yeah it does just take a little bit of expertise but people are so inquisitive and it's all so simple stuff so even when you tell it to them it just resonates with them they just understand it even if they don't know it yet so, Laura, I guess describe the average person who comes on one of your adventures. I mean, are, are these people who are naturally adventurous, like they do lots of different stuff like this already, or are they people who are perhaps a bit more desk-bound and not necessarily people who do get outdoors in their day-to-day life? We definitely get a bit of a range, but um, more and more it's appealing to those people who are, yeah, looking for, for an added dimension to life, I guess, to reconnect with breathing real air and eating real food and um, moving your body to get somewhere. And, uh, yeah, they often do live quite a different existence back home every day. Maybe the temperature is always controlled in an air-conditioned house and an air-conditioned car and an air-conditioned office and um, everything's very regimented and then we kind of open their mind to this world of um, 
the unexpected, I guess. <laughs> it's so funny you mentioned that. I was our last interview we had on that Paleo show was all about cold thermogenesis, and uh, and that was one of the things I was chatting to Glenn about off air was just this uh, this regimentation of our world and how we aren't necessarily exposed to extreme temperatures of cold or hot uh, because of you know the way we've adapted our environment. And uh, so it's interesting that that you mentioned that because it's a a bit of a hot topic at the moment, which is really cool. So um, you guys obviously have a bit of a point of difference in terms of your adventures in that you do uh, tend to look more into things like the uh, nutritious foods. So can you tell us a bit about um, how that looks for you guys and, and what your point of difference is in terms of the foods that you have on your adventures? Oh, yeah. I think just from going on enough camps with kids and you have to eat wraps oh. and salami and processed spam. cheese, you spam. know, spam, or you had to eat, you know, the trail mix that's full of sultanas. Laura can't even look oh. a sultana in the eye anymore. And um, those, those dehydrated packs, that's what I remember from Scouts, oh, was going hiking just, with dehydrated food that was literally yeah. just like worse than dog food. It's, yeah. And the thing is, it's like, why? You know, we were doing, going on these camps, we're like, we've seen better ways of doing this, better ways of keeping fresh fruit and vegetables or making different choices. Like beetroot, fresh beetroot will last forever, basically. Um, But we're still going with this process stuff. And that came from us being like, if we're getting in touch with our bodies and we're using our bodies every day, I want to put stuff in it that makes me feel good and doesn't just make me peak and lull constantly. And then we were like, well, you've got to, we put food into our body every day. Let's make sure it actually is good for us. So, I mean, on our personal kind of life, I think we'd gone to very much like a spray free or organic and to make it possible in our everyday life. And then we felt the difference and then we're like, we need to, this needs to be a priority, you know, and we do know it costs more money, but we factor that in and we find smart ways of doing it. Uh, It just, it's, and it's fun as well. When you show people on these trips that they can have fresh, nutritious, delicious, colorful, uh, filling food, it's like, oh, this was easy and I made it from this company, you know, who provided us with organic food and and I could bring it on a camping trip. You do not need to have dehydrated meals on camping (laughs) trips. Like, it just gets me every time. Awesome. Uh, You know, this is something I talk about a lot on the show, I think, is that there is that real disconnect where people are able to go out into nature and often when they look at nature, they get it. Like you look at nature and it's this beautiful, healthy ecosystem. There's a balance. There's a rhythm to how Mm. it works. There's a, you know, there's cycles and, and, you know, we kind of look at that and think, isn't that amazing? Why would we do anything bad to it? Because it's perfect just the way it is. Mm. But then we don't look at our own self in the same way and understand that (laughs) our own body is just as much a natural ecosystem and just as amazing and just as intelligent as those external ecosystems that we're looking at. I, I just think there's such a big disconnect there and I think it's so cool that you guys get it. Yeah. Yeah, that is a huge focal point. Actually, we, we run little activities along our journey um, that we call Food for Thought and it's just trying to link... I guess that process of how food feels inside and also knowing what season it's grown in or even the aspect of having to hunt for your food. We have a few little games that we have um, just to reconnect people with that aspect of food that fish isn't just in a can or meat's just not always chopped up in a on a plastic plate yeah. or um, the vegetables, carrots don't grow all year round and that kind of thing um, because it is so important to understand where your food came from and then you can appreciate those nutrients so much more. 
And so much of our people just didn't know. They just don't know. And it's not because, you know, we're silly or naive or anything. It's just because we just don't talk about it. We're all children until we get more information in. And when we tell them, like, oh, cool. And then they implement it. It's incredible to see. Oh, that's so cool. I, I love what you guys are doing. And, uh, you know, one of my goals, I was just talking to someone about this literally yesterday, is we have this big trail in South Australia called the Heisen Trail, and uh, and it follows along um, a whole series of paintings done by an artist by the name of Hans Heisen. So it goes to all these beautiful cool. outlooks and cool places. And uh, one of my goals is one day I want to do that trail from start to finish. And so, um, you know, my idea is that I want to do it start to finish. I want to put everything on my pack, all my food, everything, and take it with me. So... I need some tips for you guys. You know, you're saying we don't need to do dehydrated food. We don't need to do processed food. So give us a few tips for people who are out there who are maybe going on, um, you know, you guys obviously like your water and your, you know, white water rafting and that sort of stuff. But, you know, others might be doing hikes. They might be doing, um, you know, even some people doing like ultramarathon runs or whatever adventures they're going on. Give us some tips for those people of how they can fuel themselves and nourish themselves. Obviously, beetroot, it sounds like, is a, is a big winner. <laughs> but aside from just beetroot three times a day, is there anything else we can take with us as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, with packaged wraps, I mean, we buy mountain bread wraps because they don't actually have any preservatives in them and you can get organic ones. Um, so we love those. We also love to use sushi sheets, like the nori mm-hmm. sheets instead of carbs loading all the time. Uh, and also rice paper rolls. So we love those because you can take them hard and you just put them in cold water and they're perfect. Uh, Chia seeds are amazing to have in the morning. You can just soak them and they're so incredibly filling and they have a lot of nutrients in them. Um, And because they're good – oh, and you can actually add those to say you're making like a spaghetti, even if it's a vegetable one. You can actually add them into the tomato paste and with it, it actually thickens it up and adds – once again, it fills you and makes that food last for longer. So we find stuff like that. Oh, and cheese. A lot of time you have to – people think you buy that plastic – block of cheese you know like the craft one that's uh in the on the shelves at the supermarket you can also just buy parmesan cheese lasts really well you just buy really like hard parmesan cheese i mean laura and i've had it like five days later like you know no refrigeration it's been fine (laughs) sometimes it's a little sweaty but it's still good (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i love it so um so you guys obviously are big on um as I said, the whitewater rafting. So tell us a little bit about that. What sort of uh, adventures do you guys get on? Obviously, as I said to you uh, off air, down here in South Australia, we kind of have the Murray and uh, and that's big and wide and slow. So it's a little bit different <laughs> to what you guys do. So tell us a bit about that because I love, I love getting out in the water. I actually really love kayaking. I have done some whitewater mm. stuff overseas, but not really in Australia. Um, so I'd love you to tell you about some of the spots you go to and, and the experiences you have there. Yeah, so we mainly work on a river called the Nimboida River, which actually forms part of the longest whitewater canoe trail in Australia. And, um, yeah, we, we just work in canoes occasionally. Some of us will be in kayaks. So canoes are generally, for the people who don't know, the, pe- the boats that just have two people in them and you paddle with a paddle that just looks like a giant spoon, I guess. <laughs> um, and what we love about whitewater canoeing is that unlike rafting where you're kind of in a big bouncy boat and there's one very gung-ho person yelling at you in the back, mm-hmm. um, uh, the canoeing we find is a lot more intimate experience. Like you really get to mm-hmm. feel the water and guide your boat personally and we give you all the skills you don't have to know how to do it um to be able to steer your canoe through the rapids and um 
the river that we the section of river we work on is really beautiful for beginners in that the first few days are grade one and grade two rapids which are just little fun ripples with occasional turns you need to do but if you make a mistake there's no great consequence there might be a little pool at the bottom that we can gather all your belongings and help you back in if you have capsized (laughs) and then as we get Further down the journey, um, some more exciting grade three rapids come up and um, they're really cool because by then you've got the skills to to try and approach them proactively and um, hopefully get through. Um, yeah. So, excuse my ignorance, but canoes versus kayaks, in my head the canoe is like open at the top. Is that true? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's so, true. So do we run the risk of like cause I mean, in my head like in a kayak it's like okay if you flip over you're not going to flood your your kayak and end up with all wet gear and sink to the bottom. Like is that a risk in a canoe? Well, in a canoe, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's half of the fun. I love the, the way you say that and laugh. That's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> the the fun thing about canoeing, well the good thing I guess as opposed to a kayak is that you can carry a lot more gear. So we give yeah. people like a big 60 liter barrel that they'll put all their gear inside and then we also store all the food and camping gear inside big barrels um in the canoe. So if you do capsize, um the barrels float and you generally <laughs> you just go for a swim. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's exactly uh, what I was mentioning when you yeah. said barrel. I was picturing like you know the Hobbit and like soaking wet, clinging on the barrel. Um, that's, that's how I'm imagining ending up, right? So um, that could be you. That yeah. could be me. Right? And, and do you know what? That sounds awesome. Like I would love yeah. that. That would be great. Yeah. So. What are the biggest challenges people find in going on these adventures? Obviously, I mean, I'm guessing for a lot of people, this is out of their comfort zone in in many ways, you know, probably physically, chemically, and emotionally. So, yeah, what are the biggest challenges people find when they go on these trips with you? I find when we become adults, we therefore have this expectation that we should know how to do everything and, you know, do it perfectly. So to have to start again and kind of learn something from scratch sometimes can – we're our own worst bully sometimes. So if we haven't got that stroke right or we've capsized for the third time, we tend to pick on ourselves where, you know, if we were just children, we'd be very patient. And so that learning those new skills for people to be vulnerable enough to learn a new skill and also to share that journey with us. So being emotionally open is something we lead by example and encourage. So if you're feeling angry, let it out, like be honest with us because we can work with that. Um, And that's how nature works as well. You know, you'll have a big storm that'll come over it'll be intense it'll psh, and then it'll pass just like your emotions um and people yeah even getting in touch with nature sometimes can be a lot there are bugs there's the sun there's rain so that can be a lot for someone but everyone just steps up to it i mean you can sometimes you can see they're uncomfortable but half of that we go we become comfortable being uncomfortable and it's half the fun and you feel alive yeah, I love that. And it is. It's so much fun to get out of your comfort zone. And like you said, you know, yeah. what's the worst that happens? Like you fall in, you get wet, you know, and it's yeah. so easy to be like, oh my God, I'm wet. This is the end of the world. But then you actually go, you know what? It's water. Like it's not going to kill yeah. me. It's, it's totally fun and fine. And, you know, Absolutely. and little kids, you know, I, I think we can learn so much from little kids. You know, you watch kids do stuff like that and they just think it's hilarious and they have a great yeah. time and they throw water at each other and they, they're just so much more playful around that. So, so do you think that's a really important thing for people to I guess almost like relearn in the modern world is to be a bit more playful oh so much and I think that ultimately we are all kids we're just in adult bodies really um yeah 
Laura, do you, I see that in people? Just being fun, and but I mean, it takes you just can't take yourself so seriously. And the thing is, when you go whitewater canoeing with us, it, it's from the get go. You should see the outfits we wear. You've got these long pants, these big PFDs, these helmets. Laura and I have got weird bum bags full of rope. Like we look ridiculous, you know. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys, put some zinc on your face. It just you just got to go all in. Hey, um, now you guys are going to be joining us at the Wellness Base Camp up in Brisbane, Woo! which I'm really excited yes. about, and uh, and you're going to have your exhibits there and be able to show people. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the pictures and the stuff about the adventures you're doing. And you know, it's funny because it's funny that you just said that because my talk I'm doing up at the base camp is going to be all around one of my favourite quotes, which is "Be silly, be honest, be kind." And so, mm. you know, I think that first bit you're talking about is just that be silly. Like, let's just stop taking ourselves so seriously. Let's stop taking our health challenges and our health adventures so seriously let's you know let's actually enjoy it a little bit and have fun with it and play with it because i think we have just gotten a little bit too serious haven't we <laughs> yeah, absolutely um so tell but us the thing is your fourth yeah Oh, yeah, sorry. sorry. I was going to say, tell us about some of the people who've come on these adventures with you. Like, what sort of um, feedback do you get? What sort of experiences? I mean, there must be people who've just come on these sort of adventures and had life-changing experiences for some of them. So, tell us about some of those people. Oh, I have to use. We have this couple, Bronte and Cal, who have been on two of our adventures. And Bronte is a out, you know, outgoing, loves camping, grew up on a farm, and her husband wants to stay in air conditioning twenty four seven. You know, he like he'll like press his pants. He's, I mean, I love them both to pieces. Okay, but she does he just, press his pants on your adventures? Oh, I would, <laughs> he would if he could. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Um, he, she's just like, she signed him up for it and they come and she's just open to everything. But I mean, still has her limitations is still a bit scared by the water sometimes and is still pushing herself. But I mean, Cal had never really been camping before and he's just like a little kid. He came along, you know, and we have to dig a toilet and he's like, what are you guys doing over there? And would come over and have a look and, oh, can I have a go? Of course you can, you know? But just to see him really embrace so many things that were new. And, I mean, and that's one of our strong points that Laura and I want to make it. It's a safe space. So we spend a lot of time making sure that you know that we know that you are putting yourselves out there, but you can trust us and we will do everything in our power to make sure that you are safe. You know, and then yeah. once that's done, then you have a little bit more freedom to have a bit of fun. And yeah, but it's every couple is so different. I love those people who love camping and they're already helping us make a fire and tie up the canoes. And then those people who have never seen a transier before. So we give it to them <laughs> like a puzzle, you know, and they just embrace it all. I love that. I, I'm totally a fire maker, right? I'm like, that's, oh, yeah. that's my thing. I'll, I'll like push everyone else out of the way. I'm like, let me make the fire. <laughs> I love it. It's so much fun. We need people like you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was like that was like the first badge. I got. My son's just started scouts this week. Or sorry, Cubs this week. He just did his initiation into Cubs. So I was just having all of these flashbacks because I just have such fond memories of Cubs and scouts and venturers and you know doing all the badges and all that sort of stuff. So I'm really excited to see him go on that same journey we were looking through all the book yeah. together and just love all that stuff you know, even when you just talk about like transiers you know it just brings back memories <laughs> of these hikes we went on and it's just yeah. that's cool stuff I love what you guys are doing so um, you said couples there like is are most of the people that come with you couples or are there singles are there families and the kids ever come along 
Uh, well, we kind of do from kids over, we encourage kids over like 14 just because of the distance we ca- travel during the day that you kind of yeah. need to have a bit of sustainability to that. Um, I'd, people will usually bring somebody else. They will come on the adventure, bring, they've ringed in another friend, they've ringed in a family member. <laughs> um, so they'll usually come with someone. Yeah, or we have even like groups of friends will come, which is really cool. But we encourage people who, if you don't know anyone and you love this sport and you want to know more, at least you're coming to a group of like-minded people and you're bound to connect. Like when people are all coming to camp, you know you're going to have something in common. All right, so, and tell us a bit about the outdoors, like where, because I I can't picture where you guys are doing this, so for me, Mm. you know, in Adelaide, we're a bit dry down here, we don't have, (laughs) you know, we're not quite as beautiful outdoors as you guys have got up there, and and the lush greenery and that sort of stuff, so what sort of stuff can people expect to see along the journey? Oh, it's pretty spectacular, um, the rivers where you get to explore, Uh, they're they're almost like a well-kept secret, just hidden Mm. off um, inland on the northern New South Wales coast, so inland from Grafton is where the river runs. And um, it sort of breaks its way through these um, green hillsides um, and then deeper into a a beautiful high-cut gorge, rocky gorge, and um, some, some nice little waterfalls and side creeks coming in. Yeah, it's really spectacular, and because it's a mostly national park that doesn't have road access, um, mm. the beauty of it is that we, we travel in by river and we don't really see anyone else unless they've come in by river too. And the water is so clear, and when the sun comes out, and sometimes when storms come through, through the valleys, it's, yeah, it's incredible. And so, look, when I think of waterways up in Queensland, I think of Steve Irwin, and I think of crocodiles. <laughs> are, are there crocodiles? Do we need to worry about this? Only crocodiles in this river. Crocodiles. Um, no, there's no crocodile. That's the awesome thing is, like, even, you know, if you're afraid of capsizing, there's nothing to hurt you. I mean, a platypus might come and say hello, or there's a couple of fish, or there's so many turtles, actually. But no, that's amazing. You have this beautiful fresh water that you can swim in, that you can drink, that you can feel safe in and just really connect with. All right, good. I'm, I'm feeling better about that. Not having to fend off crocodiles <laughs> with my paddle. That's good. All right, so look, we've kind of spoken about obviously the physical adventure. We've spoken about getting out in nature. We've spoken about the food side of things. But Tegan, I see that you also do some psychosomatic therapy. So I guess we're looking at maybe some of the more of the mindset aspect of the mind, body and soul that you approach. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And how does that, does that get incorporated into these adventures? And if so, how? Yeah, really subtly we try. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's all just about like that mind-body connection. You know, society is very mind-orientated these days. We give rewards when you're really smart and, you know, uh, and just connecting it with your body. I think a lot of people, you know, go up into their mind. They forget they have this body in this life and it has these amazing five senses, six senses. Um, so, we just incorporate that into our trips by allowing trying to show people a little bit of body awareness or that their bodies are actually talking to them to because they want to be healthy. They want to maintain homeostasis and be healthy and balanced and that they talk to us when they're a little bit out of balance and we can use that information to help give us insight into what might be going on in our lives that we can bring into balance. Uh, sounds great. I, I definitely want to go on these adventures and I'm sure lots of people listening are going to want to go on the adventures. So, <laughs> as I said to people, if they are 
um, in the Brisbane area, uh, then they can come along to the Wellness Base Camp, which is coming up really soon. In fact, I think by the time this episode goes to air, it will be coming up tomorrow. Um, so awesome. very, very soon. Um, so if you want to find out more about these guys, you come along to the Wellness Base Camp. Um, head to thewellnessbasecamp.com uh, if there are indeed tickets still available, which I'm, I'm hoping there will be for you. Um, but, uh, but they will be there with their exhibit showing off uh, all about their adventures. Um, if you're not in the Brisbane area, then obviously you can head to the website, which is journeyoutdoorsinnature.com.au. It's kind of a bit like my Greenhill family, chiropractic.com.au, <laughs> the incredibly long URL. <laughs> but they'll, they'll get there, journeyoutdoorsinnature.com.au. Uh, or they can find you on Facebook at Journey Outdoors in Nature. Um, and Instagram at Journey Outdoors in Nature as well. Um, and they can find out all about your adventures you've got coming up. So you've got a six-day uh, adventure in Easter, which is a whitewater holistic adventure, which sounds absolutely awesome. So delving right in. Um, and you've also got some two-day, two-night private whitewater events as well. So can you tell us a little bit about each of those just briefly for people who want to know a little bit more and who might be interested? Yeah, well, the six-day one, we really set as like a reboot. You know, you kind of know that there's more and you kind of want to be really healthy and want to connect with nature and you want to do it in a really fun way. We have this amazing six-day that gives you enough time to enjoy this amazing food you put in your body, enjoy all those stars you sleep underneath. Um, we become as a, one tribe basically and we head down the river all together uh, and just enjoying the use of your body and, you know, needing to use it to get from A to B. Uh, and the But we, uh, we know six days is quite a bit some for some people. Uh, so we did hear a calling for people wanting a shorter trip. So we've organised like a two-day, two-night one and that we make as easy as possible. All your equipment's there, all your food is there. you just got to come along with yourself, bring a bunch of your friends um, and have some fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, those ones are like a weekend wellness, I guess, a bit of insight. <laughs> yeah. It does. Taste test. Taste it does test. sound like heaps of fun. So I think I'm going to have to hit you up about one of these private events and I might have to try and see if I can wrangle it so I can bring my seven-year-old and my nine-year-old along. We might have to talk about that, oh, see yeah. if we can sort something out. We're but always open to suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like so much fun. And I, as I said, I know from you know previous experience, I have done, you know, canoeing adventures and kayaking adventures back in my days when I was at Scouts mm. and just loved it. There's something so beautiful about being out on the water and so peaceful and just so, you know, just mm. even just the sound is just beautiful. Like, it's so nice. So, um, thank you for coming on board today, guys. Um, go and check them out, journeyoutdoorsinnature.com.au and uh, I'll see you guys, well, when this goes to air, it'll be tomorrow, but I'll see you guys next week. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it, Brett. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks. For everyone else, until next week, join the conversation on Facebook, give us a five-star rating on iTunes, join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com, and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.